Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host Rich Polly and joining me tonight, well we've got no Ben Hibbert because he's on holiday, um, so while he's away it's just the, the normal crew but uh, coming out from behind the mic is Tim Kingmaker King. Hello there. Hi, uh, we'll come to that in a little bit as to why you've now got a new nickname spoilers, um, in the chat spoilers. groups. Spoilers. Uh, and also joining us today is the bestest boy in all of Stockport, Liam Baker. Bonjour. I'm guessing Wolverhampton's classed as the greater Stockport area now, right? Uh, I mean, the, the bit where you live is your your house. Um, <laughs> and Adam's, your, your house, Adam's house and Matt's house down in... Um, Telford or wherever it is he lives. That, that's Greater Stockport, yeah. There's like a really thin line that's drawn between the SK postcodes and WV, whatever it is where you live. Um, this is where the Stockport embassy is. <laughs> uh, complete with barbed wire and glass on top of the walls embedded in the concrete. Let's go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Belfast in the 80s. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> oh, dark. <laughs> Right, um, so we've got a little bit to talk about today because there's been some stuff that's uh, happened in X-wing over the last couple of uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, so we're going to run through the store championships that have happened re- happened recently, including the the Element Games Store Championship, our own one um, at home. Um, we're also going to have a quick chat about um, a few releases from AMG. So they've now released the Outrider, that's now out, and the Bombers. So we've got points and stuff for that. So we're going to talk a little bit about them um, and uh, and our views on them. And we're also going to just very quickly um, shout out a few other upcoming events. Um, so I'm just going to start with that because I know that the way that we talk um, and how people listen, they kind of dip in and out. And the, the early part of the podcast tends to be the bit where people are actually listening um, before the commute gets underway and they doze off or whatever. Um, so um, we've had a notification from uh, current reigning world champion, Nicholas God, um, that the Swedish World Open Qualifier on the 7th to 8th of October um, is is planned and they are wanting to order prizes so if you are intending to make your way up to the nordic qualifier in stockholm um to sign up for tickets so again that's the 7th to the 8th of october um i know sith takers of the past i know bob used to go up to um nordics and i know a bunch of the 186 used to go up to nordics and they've always said that it's a great place to go um i'm very much not able to travel um in that in that quarter of the year uh but it is uh, is something that I really do want to do at some point. So um, yeah, we'll we'll have a bit of that. And it looks like Andreas Carlson, who's an amazing player, is running it rather than playing in it. So um, it's nice of him to give other people a chance. But you will have to go and uh, overcome the uh, the current reigning world champion of version two, but the first, the inaugural world champion of two point five at that event. So. Right, that's that. Um, the other one uh, that I do want to talk about is um, there is, for I think the first time, or possibly the first time in a long time, a um, store championships in Northern Ireland. Um, again, I'm unable to go to it, but it's just on the outskirts of Belfast in a town called Bangor, which is where I'm originally from. Um, it's being held about three minutes drive from my mum and dad's house, and I actually can't make it, which is mental, because I'll have just returned from Northern Ireland from Christmas. Um, so. Um, yeah, it's uh it's a very easy um it's a very easy journey into Belfast City Airport. Um flights are relatively cheap. Um 
and uh, hotels and stuff are relatively cheap as well. And there's a, a fairly large group of Northern Irish players um, and quite a few people from the UK already planning on going. So, uh, yeah, um, it'd be cool. Oh, that's on the 20th of January uh, next year. Um, so if you need a warm up for the Sith Taker Open, that might be a good one to hit up. Um, cool. I think that's all the promo I'm doing uh, for other events at the minute. So we're going to move on and talk about um, store championships. Where should we start? Should we start in Singapore or Stockport? Liam? Singapore. Singapore. Right, cool. We'll, we'll come to you last then. Um, so there was a, an X-Wing championship in Singapore. Sadly, there were no lists, and I always love watching the Singapore meta and the lists that come in. Um, I just think they've been they've been left in on long shanks. Um, but it was awesome to see that there was uh, an X-Wing event in Singapore. It was won by Aran Ron. I don't know who that is, um, but well done to him. He went 4-0. Um, beat out some relatively well-known uh, X-Wing players like XY, um, who's you know, done really well at Worlds and won some big events in the past. Um, so, yeah, but it's great to see that the Singapore kind of scene is uh, still chugging along and still growing. So uh, well done to him. Um, sad no lists, but always nice to mention that um, we've got an actual, you know, events happening um, in places. Um, so the next one we're going to look at is the Black Fire Store Championship. I don't know where that is. United States, right. Utah. 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 So, so my notes even like put a little bit you know information like you know where it is. So what I do is I open all of the links <laughs> into tabs in 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 Chrome and then I go along the tabs. I'm not looking at your notes at the minute. <laughs> Peek under the under the bonnet. So um so we had uh, in this one they had uh four rounds of Swiss and then they had a top cut to four. So following the uh, following the format, Liam you'll be happy. These people followed the format. Um, Yay. The event was won in the end by uh, Stephen. Uh, that's his name, using Rebels. Um, he was flying. I mean, wow. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on a minute. Everybody hold on. So we have Han Solo with um, uh, not Chopper, but Hopeful. But other than that, Percop, Bistan, Engine Upgrade, Millennium Falcon, and Hopeful um, on Han. Uh, then we have Luke Skywalker, Battle of Yavin. We have Sabine Wren with Beskar Reinforced Plating. And then this is an early appearance of Lebo uh, in the YT-2400 with false transponder codes, rigged cargo chute, ablative plating, so you can ignore rocks, even though um, AMG took that off us. We can add ablative plating. Trick shot and Outrider. Uh, so 20 points, and he's added Lebo in to the Rebel uh, thing. So that six points has previously been to A-Wings. It's been Fen. Um, there's been an assortment of different ships in that spot. How, how do you think that uh, that changes it up? Uh, I don't know. I'm, like, when it comes to, like, list archetypes and stuff like that, with the Rebel one, obviously you've got Han, who's just a big puncher. And then you've got four ships that kind of just find it really difficult to not make their points back yeah uh, I don't know enough about Lebo in the YT2400 to dismiss it or give it credit I think it could be a large part of people not having faced it regularly because it's only just come out uh, to know how to deal with it but yeah. also, at some point, this this does throw out another four dice. 
Yeah, so it's a four dice, mm, five dice potentially, isn't it? Three, isn't it? Oh, four God, if yeah. you're obstructed, and then trick shot as well as a fifth one, something like that. Is that how it works nowadays? I don't uh, know. Yeah, th- three three basic. Then if it's range three additional dice, if it's obstructed additional dice, and also the title. Uh, so the title does the range three bonus. And then also, yeah. while you perform an attack that is obstructed by an obstacle, you may change one of the defenders' evades to an eye result. So essentially, Duke. Duke as well. So five dice with... I mean, he's not got great mods, Lebo, because he's a droid, so he's calculating or locking. Um, he doesn't have force on there, so he's probably... A, but I mean, if you're rolling five dice, or well, four or five dice, if you're hanging out at range three of things, um, then, yeah, I mean, you're going to be pushing damage onto stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, so yeah, so it's a bit of a shame because he's initiative three. He has got false transponders, so he can if he takes a lock, he can jam something off. But with initiative three, I'm not sure if that's. I mean, it may be a bit bit speculative, but um, has got rig cargo shoots and can drop an additional uh, obstacle. Fill the fill the board. Yeah, fill it. And, um, uh, let's just have a quick look. What label? Lebel, after you defend or perform an attack, if you spent a calculate, gain a calculate. Uh, right, okay. So he's very, he's more defensive. So um, he's got a, so he's um, a bleat of plating as well, so you probably take rocks, and then he can just yeah. fly through rocks if he wants. Yeah, a couple of times he can just yolo over a rock and do the old the old Outrider tricks. Yeah. Um, still get his action. I, yeah, because Outrider still does that. Oh no, they've got rid of the. Um, yeah, they're dropping they've got the rid red. Of, get rid of a red. Token I, th- I that's gone. think uh, one of the dashes does that, doesn't it? Uh, uh, probably. Uh, yeah, so, uh, well, kind of. So, dash render, standard loadout. After you gain a red token as a result of moving through or overlapping obstacle, you may transfer that red token to a friendly ship at 0 to 1. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about the Outrider in a little bit anyway. Um, so it's nice to see that Lebo's turned up um, in this uh, in this and um, that it's won the event. So well done to Stephen. Um, just quick note on the other lists that went through to cut. Um, so these are the lists that kind of went through. So Stephen went four and zero, and then won his two cut games as well. So he's, he's played six games and he's won all of them in, in that day. Um, so uh, the other three players that went through to cut were Charlie Neal, James Ritter, and Thomas Schoen. Um Two Imperials, one Republic. Uh, the Imperial lists were kind of those five ship salads that you expect to see. A um, little bit different though. Charlie's was um, Battle of Yavin Vader, three bombers, uh, and Vizier with Pulp. Um, and then uh, Thomas's was um, Tomax bomber, then Molar Mythil, Vader. Marek stealing the X1 and Vizier with Palp. So kind of five five good Imperial ships, basically. Um, James's Republic list is a little bit of a an odd one. Like when I saw Republic, I thought my first thought was, oh, it's just going to be three arcs and Padme and blah, blah, blah. But it's it has got the Siege of Coruscant, Oddball and Wolf. But he's dropped Jag. He's put in Luminara instead. So Tim, ears perk up. What's this? What's this? Luminara list. Um, so Patience R7A7, uh, CLT Luminara, Padme with Proton Torps and Passives, and Ricolet with Lone Wolf Duke and R4P. Uh, that's the make moves easier droid. So two N1s, two Arcs, and a Delta 7 CLT. It's uh, it's solid pieces. Um, another combo of Count to 20 with five four-point ships. 
Yep. No, it seems solid. Like it works, uh, you know, pretty well for the resistance with their four X's and a Y. Um, yep. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. Uh, okay, so uh, well done to them. Um, I mean, that was actually quite a big store champ. There was uh, twenty at that one, uh, so not not a bad turnout. Um, next one we're going to move on to is um, Boutique Abyss in Quebec in Canada. Uh, it was uh, won by. I'll make sure I get this right. Uh, Mark Guimond. Um, who came so this is in montreal uh so i'm just looking down if i recognize any of the names on it i don't think i do um but uh, this was one by a resistance list um which was uh 4xy uh, oh no 3xya so they've got lulu and they've traded lulu in for one of the x-wings so they've got jess pava vanessa dozer LOSD, then zori bliss in the y-wing and then lulu in the uh in the a-wing so again, another public service announcement. Please put your lists in because a scum list came tied for first, and it would be really nice to talk about what that list might have been. But what Remy was using. So Remy Dumay, well done, Remy. You went three wins and one draw. Um, they draw and... the last game. I wonder. So a quick look. Uh... Mm. No. 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 Yeah, as I know, who's that? Me? No, they did not draw the last round. Whether they drew the third round, I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, what, what, I think one drew. I think they think they both drew the second round while it sings. But yeah, yeah but okay. not, but not against each other. Yeah, so it was not a. Uh, it was not a, a a funky little. They both drew the chance engagement. So there you go. There wasn't any odd. Um, intentional draws going on there so well done to mark and yeah remy it would be lovely to know what you were flying in scum that got you um a three wins one draw and uh losing out by 0.08 on strength of schedule um if you're listening that's rough that is rough that's that's a uh a nats member to miss out by well, no, that, see, is... That, that is that is uh, internet karma. He didn't put his list in, therefore Longshanks went. <laughs> you, you can you can finish second. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, um, and it's one of the reasons why strength of schedule is kind of like bad because it's completely random. Like, you can win your games, and you can win all the games that get put in front of you. But because the people that you beat in rounds one and two don't do well for the rest of the event, maybe go one and three or, or one and four, um, you then suddenly re- find that you're the bottom of the three and ones and you don't get into if it was a cut to four um we talk about it at element when we talk about our one um we didn't do a cut in the end <gasps> liam what um we didn't do a cut um so but if we had there was a whole bunch of three and ones and it's it's arbitrary i guess we don't I need mean, to talk about it so we've th- talked about it before so the interesting thing here is that mark actually played the guy that dropped and only played three games but, yep. but Remy played the guy that went own four. So Mark kind of got screwed a bit because his opponent one of his opponents dropped around early. Yeah. But because Remy played the guy that finished bottom, that's what's really hurt him. But like if Gene had not dropped and played another game, his strength of schedule would have been potentially better. Yeah. So he got one win, one loss, one draw when he dropped. So um yeah. Interesting. Jean. 
Jean, Jean, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, well done to Mark um, for winning that one out with um, a, an interesting twist on resistance. So nicely done. Um, and loads of these are in long shanks, which is lovely because I like a bit of long shanks. Um, I used so to lose one... long shanks, but I'm, it's starting to grow on me. Yeah, it works. Um, it's really easy as a TO. Like, once you understand what all the buttons mean, it's suddenly because it's been written by people who aren't X-Wingers. So it's a, it's a long-standing, um, it was Guild Ball, wasn't it? Um, and then other things. So loads of different systems use it. But um, we've got one in Germany. Um, so this was held in Lower Saxony uh, in Buckingham, uh, Buckingham, maybe. Um, I don't recognize any of the names on this oh yeah there's starlin uh recognize i was like all oh, the german players that play online oh yeah there's starlin uh so um that's that bit of germany the bit that he's from uh so this was won in the end by uh i'm just gonna have a quick check and make sure that we didn't have a cut no uh so this was run by emmanuel glippold uh internet name creed uh w8 um flying imperials uh, so Darth Vader in a Defender, Suntir fell in a TIE Interceptor, uh, Major Reimer and Tomax Brown in Bombers. Three ship list, one of them costs nine points. Let's go. Yeah, Fat, no, no, yeah no Jonas. <laughs> what is that about? Yeah, no Jonas, just uh, barrage rockets, bomblet generators, seismic charges, whatever. Uh, Suntir fell with ruthless marksmanship and a shield upgrade. Um, and Thai defender Darth Vader with malice and a HLC. So he hits like a truck. Suntir lives or can potentially live forever if he's <laughs> being floored well. Unless he's I being guess. shot at range three. Range three obstructed <laughs> by AP5, yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, I don't understand how a four ship list, like, it, I don't know, I suppose they're not playing against the same lists as we are. Um, because I couldn't envisage that doing well in the UK. Um, let's see what else they used. Um, so we drew round four to Von Lovenstein, who was another imperialist. Yeah. Which was Vader advanced, Marek Steel advanced, uh, Tomax Reimer and Vizier. So two bombers, Reaper, and two TIE advanced. So that's a bit more of what we would expect um, to see. Um, the resistance list that came second is is mad because it's got three um, wartime loadout Y-wings with missiles and stuff on them, mm. um, which, like, I just look at that and I go, huh? Um, and it's interesting that it's done well, um, but it's a six-ship list because he's got two 4.T-70s uh, in Eloasti and Temen, and then he's got fireball and three y-wings so there's a whole bunch of three three point ships that have got relatively dangerous front arcs um but not a lot else um i quite like it because like um jaeger can go off and you know grab objectives and stuff and then occasionally just like throw in the thread tracers for target locks and then you've just got five chunky ships that are just throwing like lots of red dice out yeah i mean that's the that's the thing there isn't it you think you've just pointed it out you've got temen's got r68 which gives him re-rolls and there's loads of arcs here so he's going to be getting them um elo's got an m9g8 that he's probably going to put on Jarek to make sure that his thread tracer lands then the thread tracer gives everybody target locks on somebody and then the y-wings 
open up with their munitions. Yeah. So there's a that that's your optimal engage right there. Um, kind of thing. Yep. And it's six ships, so. and like you say, you know, you've got some cheap ships there, so you're not punished too much, say, in chance engagement if the Y wings get halved. Um, but yeah. you've also got plenty of bodies to go and hold, like assault and and salvage and stuff like that. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, like that. Might give that a spin at some point. There's another list I want to give a spin that I've heard about, which is um, it's a decimator. It's a rack in a decimator. Five generic ties and then three points on something else. Um, so lieutenant rear or um, so I think a three point bomber maybe might exist. But um, yeah, as heard about it through a couple of different discords i was like oh that sounds disgusting um and i was chatting to somebody about it and they said oh i don't know how it would cope with all the jam and stuff and it's like they can't do jam if they can't execute maneuvers because there's five ties blocking up every available place to put your ship yeah. <laughs> it's just that, like... that's exactly <laughs> exactly how i beat fo at the weekend was just not allow kylo to have any free actions just kept blocking him yeah, you can't you can't do focus link jam if I block you every single turn. Yeah. Um it's hard, but it can be done. Um so yeah, well done to Emmanuel anyway, uh, for his win. Uh, Liam, you're being quiet. Any, anything here interesting you? Or are you just too busy playing I don't know Donkey Kong or something? Donkey Kong, how old do you think <laughs> I am? Like nine or whatever. Um Okay, fair enough. No, what I was actually trying to do was kind of get a bit of an advantage on the next few events. Oh, but fair the next enough. one I saw was Bavaria, Germany. 11 players, but no lists. And I was like, God's sake. There's yeah. one list. He came, he came sixth, but there's one list. Um, I'll, I'll refuse oh, no, to it just, no, it doesn't. It just says end or attack team. It doesn't actually have a list. Yeah, I mean, no, this, is, <laughs> this is it. Like, again, I put that there because we can see Illy came second. But it's more a case of, um, you know, we'd love to, like, there's, what, four scum lists there? You know, we'd love to be able to talk about some of more of these events. So if you are going to events, uh, please, just a little gentle uh, reminder to, you know, the TO that w- when you're there and just ask them to get listen because we would love to talk about the event more. Yeah. Well done to Marcus for winning that one with Rebels. I assume it was Han um, because it was Rebels. Um, okay, next one we're on to Coliseum of Comics Store Championship in Orlando in Florida. Uh, this was won by it says Reflex, but we know that that's Andrew Cox who came second at Worlds and he has won this one. So he won his last store championship that I've seen with uh, two, he, he won it with Han with the Han uh, look Fen keo thing uh he's gone into this one with paul heavers uh three arcs padme and uh battle of yavin uh, uh sorry siege of coruscant anakin so um yeah he's uh he's picked up the counter list to the list that he was flying before and has, has done well with it um quick mention to ryan costello um who is uh so we kind of hang out in a couple of discords uh with ryan and he's won uh, he's, he's from Viper Squadron. He's uh, close with Crispy, um, and he's isn't that Milkman? I think I don't want to go into nicknames, but I think he is. Yes, um, but, um, so he's uh, he got the world's invite uh, because uh, obviously Andrew already had one. Uh, so he got that with uh, resistance again, flying Ray, Nienno, Eloasti, and Lulu. Uh, so. 
an all I5 uh, resistance list. Uh, so well done to to Ryan. Um, his nick his nickname for this list is Keel, which is is what it does very effectively. Um, so uh, there's a scum list here that's been actually put in that finished fifth, which is um, Cat Patrick. Uh, so um, she went three and one, um, and she is using, and I don't understand most of this, but Dr. Afra uh, with Lando Calrissian. So you can spend green tokens to do rerolls. Uh, the Child for Force BT1 uh, for crits when people are stressed. Overtuned Modulators and Babu Frick. Um, hey, hey. Um, then Fenrau and a Fang Fighter throwing those five dice bangers with clan training, Beskar reinforced plating, and afterburners. Uh, so he can do the phenomenal boost into barrel roll into focus um, if he feels like it, um, or can just escape if he's getting a bit scary. Um, clan training, Beskar reinforced plating is is really scary because when he drops into range one in front of you, he takes a lock and then he engages at I seven at I at I six and gets his focus. So with clan training. Um, and then murders you um, with a five dice double modded range one shot. Um, makes him a little bit squishier because he doesn't get. Um, oh no, he still gets. No, it doesn't make him squishier, does it? He just because fearless is on attack only, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so it doesn't make him squishier. He still gets all of his fang nonsense at range one. Um, but he also has a lock to modify if he wants to keep a focus for defense rather than just relying on natural paint. Um, then Dengar in the Jumpmaster with Lone Wolf, Agile Gunner, Contraband, Cybernetics, punishing one on R5P8. I still don't believe in Dengar, but he's an I6. Um, I just think people don't know how to set turn zero up against Jumpmasters anymore because nobody's used them for ages. Um, and you can keep him out of the fight for a long time if you feel like it. Uh, rounded out this list by Bosk. With uh, in the Z95 Headhunter with marksmanship and dead man switch, so um, it's an interesting list. It's called Big Punch, um, and I think it does what it says on the tin, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, you've got three ships that are there to reliably put some damage out, and then you've got little old Bosk in the Z95 just to get some points with objectives. I think yeah. it's uh, nice and simple to be honest. There, I think there is something there with four ship scum it's just finding the right pieces to sit in the right places yeah so dr afra's ability because dr afra is a relatively new piece um i think turned up in hot shots and aces two uh, is before you engage you may spend a green token and a charge and if you do you may choose another ship at range zero to one that is not stressed and that ship gains a stress token so with overtuned modulators and you've got lando there's that turn where She's trucking in with three calculates and probably a reinforce or something else. You can spend one of those for rerolls. You've got the child's force to modify your focuses, but before you engage, you can spend. So you're unlikely to end up taking the strain because you can yeet one out to get somebody to um, to, to stress a ship, and then you've got BT one. Um, so you're going to be pushing crits onto that stress ship and stuff. So there's a lot of little interactions in the party bus um which are quite like and i think that makes it quite a scary prospect because i think you always go for the yv the the triple six when it turns up because you think if i can get behind that with anything i can kill it um but then you've got fenrau guarding its back um and bosk probably guarding its back as well um and then you've got dengar kind of coming up a flank by himself coming in on the pincer um 
with a lot of stuff. So I like, actually, I do like Agile Gunner on this Dengar build because the thing that Dengar suffers from is then when he has to rotate his turret, um, he ends up stressed and then he can't get it rotated back and he can't get turned around easily. But Agile Gunner, Contraband Cybernetics and all that stuff kind of mitigates that. This Dengar will hit hard when he catches you in front dark. He will hit really hard. It's nice. Yeah, so well done, Kat. 3-1. and 3-1 and is a great score at a store championship. I'm just going to point that out. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and well done <laughs> once again to, to, to Ryan. Um, next one we're going to go through. Arizona. Um, Temple, Arizona in the Gamers Guild. Um, it was won by... Oh, what is going on here? It appears to be a first order made up entirely of TIE fighters flown by a, a gentleman by the name of Modest Orange with four wins and one draw. Um, let's have a look and see what he's got now. Quick draw, DT, Scorch, Galek, Malarus and Midnight. Yeah, that's a whole bunch of big, cheap guns. Well, so it's all three yeah. agility apart from Quick Draw who says, please shoot me so I can shoot you some more. Look, when this current points iteration drops, the first thing I did was five ties and Kylo, which is another five pointer. So he's gone, yeah, I need a bit more damage output, and then drops quick draw right in there. Yeah. This is nice. Like Galax got a HLC. They've all got Fanatical if they can have it. Midnight and Quickdraw got pattern analyzers and fanatical so that if they lose their shields, well, once Quickdraw loses his shield, he's still a super consistent three dice gun, um, even if he's not double tapping. Um, and Quickdraw's got the beautiful little elusive stuck on the end there with five uh, with four points that I've seen spent on uh, fire control system and other things in the past. But that elusive is a, a lovely one for, oh, well, you were going to take all my shields. How about you just take two of them? And that means I get another bonus attack next turn. Um, it's really nice, really nice. Elusive is still good, still really, really good. Um, so, yeah, um, I like that. I like that. So nicely done to uh, Modest Orange. Um, maybe I'll steal that for my first NCX game this week when it comes round. Um, <laughs> uh, there was one other uh, undefeated, uh, sorry, one other player with four wins, but he got four wins and one loss as opposed to four wins and one draw. Um which was Alan Clark. So he was flying Republic and he was flying um, like a clone salad thing. Yeah, Tim. That is, <laughs> uh, that is quite an interesting salad going on there. So you've got a Naboo that's not Padme. So you've got Ricolet. Uh, I don't even know what R2C4 does. So I'd have to check. He allows you to spend an evade as a calculate. Okay. Well, I suppose, yeah, you get your free evade, don't you, for a full throttle. Um, like, yeah, you got your kickback, uh, you got Oddball, both Siege of Coruscant for passing some stuff. Contrail seems like an interesting build. Um, I've seen a lot of people run it, say, with Crackshot, and you can run the um, the crit droid and stuff like that. Um, yeah. This is... Yeah. yeah. It's it's very like it almost feels like a scum list. It's kind of stuff that you like flying. Yeah, it's got a ma it's got matchstick in it as well, which is uh, super super consistent. He's taken the higher initiative Y wing. Those Y wings are crazy good on salvage mission because they, um, unless you've got a crit generation ability, 
to modify your dice to crits. Random crits just ping off, um, and the crates stay on those Y-Wings for as long as they stay alive. So you literally just pick one up with it and truck about, and it's a three-point ship. And it's like that um, Sabine, that Beskar Sabine, mm. where you kind of just go, you know, I'm just going to sit over here and earn loads of points. Um, but in other games there where you can't just disappear off and hold an objective, Matchstick can come in with an iron cannon turret. So, you know, he's not there to drop crates off things. He's got his other ships for rolling, you know, big numbers of dice to try and get big hits and to, to ping crates off and get points. He's there in that matchup to kind of go, well, if this game goes to four turns, I've got my points back. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so I like it. Um, it's another one that I look at and I think, mm, might have a go at that at some point. But I probably never will, because I've got so many on the on the block. See, that's really um, weird, because like he's... Did he beat... Yeah, so he played against Imperialist, which had two bombers, three tie advanced. He played against three silencers and Kylo Whisper. He's played against the all-conquering Republic list. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, well done, Alan. That's a great result. Um, going four and one uh, in a five-round day with that is uh, is definitely really good. Oh, I've actually just looked at uh, round five was a single game between Alan and uh, the winner. Um, so they played four rounds and then um, said, right, top two, cut. Top, top two cut. We don't have a clear winner, so top two cut. Um, so, uh, yeah, so well done there, lads. Um, uh, second to last one, you'll be pleased to hear. It's a bit of an epic, epic troll through Campbelltown in New South Wales in Australia. Um, oh, Khan came second. There you go. Um, but but no, no list, so that's why he came second. No list, that's why he came second because he's a big no list loser. Uh, but the winner was First Order, uh, somebody called Deathly, um, who I don't know, um, but uh, I don't even know by reputation, but he's won. Uh, he's beaten Khan in round four, um, so that was the that was the playoff for the winner as two three and zero players. Uh, first order, so we've got Malarus, Cluster Missiles, Lahuse, um, with Pattern Analyzer, Pro Tradition, Midnight, with Squad Leader and Biohexacrypt codes, uh, Kylo Ren, uh, with in the Whisper, uh, so the Concussion Missiles, Instinctive Aim version, and then Von Reg with Lone Wolf, Marksmanship, Jeterian Power Cells, and Magpulse Warheads. So. Uh, high initiative, but taking away the swarm tactics from the midnight kind of thing, uh, kind of leaning on the natural I-5, I-6 nature of the squad. Um, and that squad leader with biohexacrypt codes on midnight, that's that's a bit rude, isn't it? Because you lock somebody early and then you can coordinate, you can quarterback from the back with that midnight. Is that is that how that works? Biohexacrypt uh, codes allows you to coordinate from across the board, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. jam. Yeah, but he can't do jam. Yeah, so midnight. Yeah, and then it's just, yeah, you said the squad leader, wasn't it? Yeah, squad leader gives him the coordinate on focus of a target lock. Uh, it's a red, red, yeah, red coordinate. While you coordinate, the ship can, uh, you choose, can perform an action only if that action is also on your action bar. Yeah. And then biohexacrypt codes allows you to do it from across the table. Yeah, while you coordinate or jam, if you're locked on the ship, you may spend the lock to choose that ship, ignoring range restrictions. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. I guess, I mean, you put what, you put that on Kylo, Liam? 
t- talk to me about this first order jank that I don't understand. Uh, so yeah, you'd you'd have Biohex on Kylo, so he can just lock someone, and then even if he's out of the fight, he can just jam it and just make sure that it can protect other pieces. Uh, but you're also, also giving him an I six coordinate, not so he gets action to keep himself be safe. An... Yeah, I mean the other thing is. Like, yeah, you would, yeah. Because that, yeah, because then he can potentially, um, yeah, I just think because he'd have the I six and he's got all those different actions, hasn't he? And he'd be able to link stuff off it. Yeah, so but you you'd could... also be able to keep the huge ticking as well. So I think because there's you... multiple targets depending on who you're flying against, but like giving Kylo the opportunity to barrel roll into a jam at I six. Having, or you know, or like if he's already focus boost, uh, boosted or whatever, you can give him another action that he can then link into a jam is crazy good. Um, I six coordinates rotate. are amazing, right? Like I six coordinates are just really good. Well, that's um, it. Kylo at five probably does any action that's not a focus or a barrel roll, unless yep. obviously, unless you're perhaps moving second and they've only got I fives. Um, and then the I six coordinate comes in, can choose to focus or barrel roll, which you then link into the jam. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Or you just, you know, he does all of his stuff, and then at I six, he just gets handed the lock on the thing that and, now and, that the board state has settled down. And this is and this is another way. Maybe this is the way that he also gets the evade if if he's in a tricky situation because he can evade normally. But you wouldn't normally do that with Whisper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. That's a really, really nice list. So well done, definitely. Um, that's lovely um to see. Uh like I know that the the first order pieces are fairly set. Like there's about seven or eight, I think, that you take a combination of five of them. Um, or if you're mad and we'll talk about um well we haven't got the link for the Northern Irish one. Um I'll mention it anyway. Um or the Dublin one, sorry. Um oh. Couldn't find the link, so uh, I will just mention it anyway. Um, so like Crispy at Worlds was playing, oh, not at Worlds at Gen Con, I think played a four ship list, which um Connor Holmes uh, played in Dublin. Um, so they had a store championship in Dublin, and um Connor won it. So well done, Connor. I'll I'll name check you now. Um, but he won with that uh, Crispy's uh, what he calls the Fun Police Squad, which is um Hollow Von Reg, uh, Wrath and Kylo. Wrath and Kylo, yeah. So lots and lots of jam, lots of like mag pulses on the uh, on the TBAs as well as the jam on the whispers, and yeah, basically taking all of your tokens away and then shooting you with things, shooting shots. Um, so yeah, it's great to see. Um, I'm very impressed with that list of definitely. So that's definitely a good one. Um, and then uh, we'll just chat very briefly on the last one was uh, North America Central. So the host of this one was Dion Morales. So I'm guessing this is somewhere in Chicago. Um, it was won by Sam. I'm just gonna make sure I get this right and that there wasn't a cut. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a cut. So, Sam Sasunkin, maybe, uh, flying a imperialist. Um, so, uh, Vader, uh, six. What is SWZ105 TIE Advanced Vader? Is that the new starter pack Vader? I think I think that's what it's been described as, yeah. 
Okay, but it makes no sense because that says he's six points. No, that's right. That's right. It's the other Vader's seven. I'm, my brain's switched off. Uh, so that Vizier and three bombers. So Reimer, Jonas, Bran, uh, Tomax. Um, so that's uh, that's the bomber list, isn't it? I think at this point, that fifth brother slot that we saw early in the store season um, where people were deciding what to put into that last slot has now, I think, been claimed by Vizier with Palp. So, yeah, well done to Sam. Uh, he's beaten uh, a whole heck of a lot of rebels and separatists and lots of hand solos. Uh, so nicely played. Um, a skin, a scum list came second, Tim. Hey. Two fire sprays. And Fenrau with Burnout Thrusters. Oh, check it out. Slamming Fenrau with Predator and Lone Wolf. So re-rolls for Fenrau. Emon Azamin and Crassus Trellix with a synced laser cannon. So Crassus is the one that shoots cannons out the butt, isn't it? Yes, uh, but I don't really see a point with the synced laser cannons, if I'm honest. Uh, It's a three dice. Gun. Which a fire spray has anyway? Has he any way to get a calculate? No. Yeah, I don't know. That seems a bit. Yeah. Because you can't mitigate. Uh, I think you can't mitigate range bonus with sync laser cannons unless you've got a calculate. So, yeah, I don't know what that's, what's that is about. Because, um, I mean, you put an ion cannon on, you can shoot an ion cannon out the back as well as out the front, then it can be a bit more meaningful on a disengage where you get somebody that can't chase you. But uh, anyway, um, came second. Well done uh, to uh, CRN, whoever you are, um, and to uh, to all of our uh, Midwest American uh, listeners uh, who played in this one. So this was a, a relatively big one. There was, I think, uh, 17 or 18. Uh, <laughs> bit of a noise for Marcel Manzano, who went one and two drop, but he was flying two Falcons in a gauntlet. Um, so Han Leia and Ezra. So that feels like an experiment that <laughs> didn't quite go as good plan. Um, loving it. Loving it. Lots of Falcons. Um, all right, cool. Right, last one we want to talk about then is the Element Games Store Championship, which was won by some scrub. Or other. Have we actually yeah, got? Um, have we got? Have we got time for this, or should we just? Uh, you know. No, I don't know. It is. We have been talking for nearly mm. like coming up with forty-five minutes, and Liam was late turning up. So, um, so first of all, um, we all had tickets. Uh, ben ended up not coming because he had too much to do getting ready for his holiday, or he was scared or something. Um, that's why he's not come today because he's apparently on holiday, not hiding in shame and fear, but, um. So we had, uh, it was good though, it was a great day. Uh, so we had, uh, I think it was 20 players um, in the end uh, actually turned up to play. We had, um, oh no, there was 24 and we had a couple of drops. Oh yeah, it was 24. We had a couple of drops um, kind of through the course of the day um, and a few people who didn't turn up but hadn't registered, so that was fine. Um, let's just get it over and done with. Congratulations, Liam. You've won a store championship. You have an invite for Worlds, so you need to think up a different excuse for what happens at Worlds this year because you can't deliberately bottle the last chance qualifier again. Okay? I mean, I, I don't have to endure the 
shame of getting knocked out the last chance qualifier. So no, I'm I'm doing that this year. I suspect that's that's going to be my trick this time. So tell us about your uh, tell us about your day. You you th- this is your opportunity to say I had a great time. It was wonderful. That it was a meaningful experience in my life. I had a wonderful time. I'll pass on the opportunity then. <laughs> no, uh, all right. <laughs> I was in two minds whether to go anyway because <clears throat> I've not been feeling the best. Mm-hmm. But Toby said, "Go along, just play some games, enjoy yourself. I'll drag you up there." So I thought, "Why not? What have I got to lose?" I did try and buy a ticket, but the Element Games website wasn't having it. Uh, so I rocked, rocked upon the day. Honestly, I was just there to see some friendly faces and uh, just kind of just enjoy playing, but mm-hmm. not do so by denting my chances of actually doing well by taking more in a Sith Infiltrator. So I went back to uh, First Order because I'm done with Separatists for a while. Um, and... I realised a few days before that I didn't have any of my first order stuff. That's all at Adams. So I just mm-hmm. had what was in my bag, which was the exact same list I took to the Gloucester event. No, not Gloucester, the uh, Bristol event where I went three and one. Yeah. And I just thought I'd give it a go. So the list just ship wise is Midnight in the FO, Malarus in the FO, Whirlwind in a Whisper, Kylo in a Whisper, and Vonreg. Yeah. So and the entire you, idea is to just hit stuff. There's a few things in your list that are interesting and a bit that I wouldn't have expected. So you've got Von Reg, you've got Swarm. Like, I get Magpulse and Daredevil on Von Reg, but you've got Swarm Tactics on him. I've seen a lot of people with like Lone Wolf or with Deuterium Power Cells, but you've put Swarm Tactics on Von Reg. So you're obviously flying him closer to the other ships. You've got uh, Whirlwind, who gets good advantage from a Swarm Tactics, but you've also got Swarm Tactics on Midnight. So you've got two sources of Swarm Tactics. Yes. So the How- reason I've got Swarm Tactics on Vonreg is because I had spare points, and I couldn't be bothered to try and work something else out, and just thought, well, it's nice to have a backup Swarm Tactics. Um, he doesn't really fly close to the pack, unless I know I really need to hit something in a joust. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's good at just keeping his distance and then just flying in and then getting into range one of the thing I need to uh, swarm tactics while also having a range one shot on something else. Yeah. So it's more of a, if midnight dies, whirlwind can still be effective at I6 in the engagement phase. Yeah. Uh, but also does give me a little bit, bit more agency in regards to getting Kylo to engage at six. Um, or Malarus. It's just a little bit of an insurance piece, but also has a few other uh, benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I mean, as I said, it's a it's an interesting list. Um, you've got Swarm Tactics Pro Tradition on Midnight, which is always a good combo. You've got Malarus, who's just super, super solid. Um, Whirlwind is crazy, crazy good. Um, if you can generate that, range to engage for your cluster missiles with optics and you know a handful of focuses then you've you're almost guaranteeing yourself um like 
I think it's two and a half hits or something with optics um, and multiple focuses. Even if you don't have a lock, whatever ship you've got a lock on, you're, you're guaranteed almost almost guaranteed three. Um, I mean, yeah, Kylo is just a super good flanking piece. So, um, yeah, how did how did you find your uh, how did you find your game? So, it's just looking through. You played against um, kind of a bit of a bit of a mixed bag of of things. So, you played against. Your round one was against some Imperials. Clayton, yeah. uh, which was three bombers, fifth brother, and Batlio Invader. Uh, the entire idea of that was let's just get into the bombers uh, and reduce the amount of saturation salvo barrage rockets I've got to endure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he managed to use it twice. Because so I was be- either jamming them off yeah, or just getting into the, the right range. And just range controlling it for most of the game. So yeah, you won that one seventeen five. Um, that was salvage mission. Then you moved on to playing against a Reed. Is that Scott? It is Scott Reed? And oh. before, before so, we so, lined so up, so you were his. Hang on, you were his second game in about five years. So Scott Reed used to play X Wing a lot. For for listeners that don't know about the. So we've mentioned Tom a few times, and we've mentioned Craig a little bit as well. So Craig and Tom have continued to play through version two, but Scott quit X-Wing at the end of version one and moved on to other games and other things. He's the youngest of the Reed clan, um, but he's got, you know, kind of a legacy of winning at big events uh, from, you know, version one days. Um, So we were all a bit surprised when he turned up um, on Saturday. We're like, oh, lovely to see you. Are you here to play? Are you just hanging out? He was like, oh, no, I'm going to play. And then he was like learning the game kind of pre and like game one. So so you were saying, Liam? Yeah, uh, I said to him because, again, I wasn't feeling it and I saw it was another Falcon and I was just like, "Mm, right, okay. Do you want to joust so we can get an early lunch? Which was 100% a trap. Yeah, and, and he did. And he did. And in his defense, he missed the swarm tactics in my list. He didn't realize. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the, the, the second turn, which was our first engagement, I'd lost two shields on Whirlwind. And I still had a shot left before he called it because I'd knocked but I'd killed Nien and Elo was on two, but I still had a range one predator shot from Kylo. And oh no, that was it was just that shot left and it was going to kill him. He couldn't roll an evade for Toffee. And yeah. I just rolled all paint. And then it would have been so he was flying uh, Poe uh, po Falcon, and then uh, I can't remember what his force ship was. It was Fireball. Kaz. Kaz. <clears throat> yeah. So it would have been Ray and Kaz against um, it was five first order ships. So it would have po been and Kaz. Yeah. Um, and your third game was against Sean uh, Milligan. Yeah, friendly so, fire. It's my first game against Sean as well. Yeah. Um, you did rude things to him on assault at the satellite array. Um. So Sean was flying a, a rebel list, another Falcon. Um, so he was flying the the version that's got um, Holocund in the Y wing plus some A wings and uh, Han and Luke. So splitting it down, and then your game four, which was kind of the 
so the the format for the for the thing was the the TO basically said we're going to play four rounds and if there's one person on four and oh we'll declare them the winner if there's two people on four and oh they'll play a fifth round just the two of them um so there was three people on three and oh going into the final round you played tom you were both three and oh so one of you was going four and oh and the other yeah. person who was tom veal got paired down into tim um so tim king maker as we are now calling him because you won the game against tom in round four which looks like it was very close 21 16 in scramble so there was a big swing in that so normally when it comes to scramble and a couple of other things i lose sight of the objective Hmm. and i fall behind but i had to make sure because i wasn't killing things right away Uh, i had to try and stay relevant in the game and i did end up losing whirlwind midnight and malarus and i was struggling but the trade was i got hand down to like two and i still had my two damage pieces left Mm-hmm. But uh, Von Reg was a massive, massive hero in this because he's got his. Uh, it's not fine tuned, but his thingy with the with the yeah, take a strain the ship shot down. So yeah, yeah, I'd I'd roll in. I'd take a strain to get a target lock, and then for my perform action, I would just flip a flip one of the nodes. Yeah. So I was still able to stay relevant and still have consistent damage output. Yeah. Uh, so I was quite the way down, but I managed to kill Han because Han barreled through the middle and I was just like, no, everything's going on Han. He had a structural damage, console fire, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, managed to finish that off. And then I was in a position where I can either kill Luke and then just win like that or I can end up just killing Sabine and then having a couple of turns on something else. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> I stripped the shields off Luke. He regened a shield as he tried to get out, but I shy concussion missile out the butt. And Von Reg had a range one or a range two, but Luke again rolled no paint. Yeah. And I Luke. got all my crits and hits. So just just Luke being Luke, right? Um cool. Yeah. So you went four and oh. Um you won in the end because Tim, who can come in now unless he's been called into work, um, and has left us chatting into the space, into space. Um, Tim got paired up into the three and O Tom Veal. So Tom beat me in the two and O game. Um, so I ended up three and one. Had a great time. Not going to talk about me this time around. Um, Tim, you had a very lengthy draw with Tom Veal. That basically meant that Liam was the only four and oh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Super close game. Um, yeah. I mean, it all really came down to um, I was burning down Han, and it was fairly certain. Like, I think um, like the sort of penultimate turn, Han got a structural damage. So Han was going to die, which, uh, and because I'd made sort of making sure I'd kept the pressure on with the. The scramble objectives that I I thought you know I'm, I'm going to get the draw for sure here, um, and maybe get very lucky. Um, I think Tom had uh, miscalculated the points, and he thought that if he claimed the centre, that he was in fact playing for the uh, he he would draw if Han died, but would win if Han didn't. Um, but actually, as we saw, because I had the sort of the notepad on the table going through round by round the points killed and stuff, uh, and we. 
sort of worked out that actually Tom had miscounted. Uh, so he, maybe he would have died in something differently because there's no point in him playing for the draw uh, in a way. So, uh, you know, it just yeah. is, what, is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's um, a yeah, very, very close game. Um, I think I'm trying to think now. So I think uh, pretty much uh, all that was left on the board was his, Hera and Luke versus, I want to say, Jag... Um, uh, Jag Killer, uh, Killer, and Kitback. Yeah, because Killer got the final kill on hand. Oh no, con- Control! Extra... No, control was alive as well, actually. Because Killer got the the four dice range one banger into hand because he was on low health. He had two hull left, yeah. and you rolled. You had a four dice target lock shot. Um, yeah, which I mean, you needed your target lock because you whiffed on your original roll. Yeah, but um, yeah, this is it. Like, I mean, I I had three things to shoot him, uh, but then I sort of said to Thomas, "Well, there's no point me shooting my first two guns into harm because uh, they couldn't shoot anything else really." Um, yeah. Well, they, they, they so they could, but Killer couldn't. So I said, "Well, I might as well try and kill Hera and see if I get lucky here." Um, mm-hmm. if, yeah, Control's alive here. Yeah. So I think um yeah sort of sort of the initial sort of positional play was um was interesting uh in so much as he put Han on one flank and everything else on the other um so I managed to get some shots into Han early uh Bodica also took a fair amount of damage because I've I've sort of learned to play her now and just tend to shoot her rather than shoot something else um stops her bonus attack and fangs at range 2 and 3 are, are, are definitely killable yeah um, I'm just going to point out that at this event, I opted not to play resistance because I thought to myself, there's going to be tons of people out there with resistance. It is going to be an absolute resistance fest. And I was not wrong. Uh, so there was eight people using resistance. Most of it was Ray, what was some combination of Ray and some T70s. Um, so there was a lot of kind of. Um, my first two games were against almost identical lists, Ray and Nien and Elo, and then the, the other um, I-5 was different. One was Lulu, one was Zori Bliss, but there was a lot of Rays around. There was, I think somebody went around and counted, there was 12 Falcons from the 24 players. Um, so 50% of lists had a Falcon. And looking at the stats and long shanks, we had eight resistance lists, six rebel lists, um, and so, yeah, of those 14, two of them did not have a Falcon. Um, we did have one scum list. Uh, Toby, who uh, Liam mentioned earlier, flew an interesting gauntlet plus mining guild ties list. Um, he didn't do so well. Um, he reckons there's something there, but you need to practice with it. And he hadn't had any practice with it. Um, and mining he guild ties. himself. Oh yeah, he did. Toby's a great player, but he took a he took a list he'd never used before that he thought like conceptually this might be fun, um, and uh, yeah, he went one and three. But he's a he's an absolutely exceptional player. So I think yeah, he he, he did the equivalent of taking a banana to a gunfight, didn't he? Um, yeah, it was a filthy, 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 filthy laden room. Like it was Han Solo front to back, top to bottom. There were bombers. There was all sorts of stuff uh, going on. Um, I mean, to be honest, like the 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 thing that surprised me and my other faction that I thought about taking was the um, the three arcs Padme and Anakin list because um, I was super tryhard in as well. Um, and there were only two republics uh, republic players, obviously Tim. Um, 
went two wins, one draw, one loss. And then uh, Craig Farrer from Steel City went uh, one win and three losses. So um, I was surprised that we didn't get more Republic out. But um, I mean, I, yeah. I, yeah, I was I was so a little frustrated with the draw. And it is just in luck of the draw sometimes is that uh, my, my list and I feel quite confident into Falcons. There were so many Falcons there, yet I drew both uh, four T70 and Zori lists in the first two games and i'm just like okay yeah. thanks <laughs> i beat i beat yeah. one at uh salvage and lost to one at chance um uh, but obviously, yeah. yeah that was it i mean it was to to be fair it was the reason i didn't take the republic was because i just had a feeling in my water that there was going to be a lot of um t70 joust on the tables i wasn't expecting as much ray as there was but i thought there was going to be a lot of 40 70s plus um because people in club have been flying it um, and there wasn't as much of it as I thought there was going to be, but um, that's why I didn't fly the three arcs because the thing that they just straight up lose to is the 4070 joust because uh, they just can't compete with it with the, the sheer damage output that it does. So, um, so anyway, it was a great, it was a great day. Um, as I said, Liam, Liam won. Well done, Liam. Woo. Uh, I came fifth. Um, Tim came eighth. Um, I was the so this is my slight vague grumbliness about if we'd played the format as the box suggested and done four cut to top four, I'd have missed cut basically because I got to play against people who didn't do so well later on in the event. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Um, so you know, going winning to losing to somebody who came second and then winning your third, your fourth game doesn't get you into the the kind of the top, but I guess. That's just the way that it works. So um, a bit of a shout out, actually, to um, Oliver Taylor Holmes, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago when we were chatting to him because as a newer player, um, he went two and two. Um, so it's his, I think, his second tournament. The first one he went to, I think he went 0 and 4. Um, but he took um, the he took the Ray, Elo, Nien, and I think Zori, version of the list and he was my round two opponent um and he he did uh he did two and two which is a cracking result for somebody who's only been playing about six months at kind of their second store champ so well done to him um and uh yeah i think oh the other person rick rick cooper who uh no listens as well who went three and one he came in in fourth he's not played a lot recently um and he did fly that um he was your he was your t70 loss wasn't he tim yeah yeah round two loss yeah yeah, so he he did fly that straight up resistance jousting block of of Vanessa, Doza, Pava, Nap, and Eloasti and Zori Bliss. Um, and yeah, he... I, like to, I would like to mention about Rick as well. Uh, Go on. The fact that I've been in the Sith Takers for like what two years? Yeah, and this is my first time meeting him. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't. He like he doesn't get to come down on Tuesday nights. I know you don't either, but he doesn't come down very often. But he does tend to turn up for tournaments. Um, you know, and and a couple of kind of, uh, we've already already mentioned Scott Reed, but like Martin Purvis, who used to come to everything and like all the big, kind of the big tournaments, the big nationals, and kind of system opens and stuff. He would be there, and all of our store championships and opens and everything. He would be there, and he'd travel to all the local ones as well. And basically, if like just before COVID, he found hill walking <laughs> and he stopped doing X wing, and he turned up and he was like, "Right, so I've not really played this. So can somebody just explain these scenarios to me? I should be all right from there." Um, so it was great to see him as well. Um, it was great to see all of you know. We've got a bunch of 
local but not Sith takers. So like the lads from Leeds and Sheffield who all came over. I mean, there was a couple of cars came over from Sheffield, a couple of cars came over from Leeds. And it's always great to see, um, you know, we get, we've always had good turnout at store championships and I was really happy that I got to go. So I'll, I'll just say thank you to Mrs. Polly for um, taking us to Bolton Food Festival on Friday so I could do X-Wing on Saturday rather than the other way around, um, which was the previous plan. So thanks, wife. Um, it was awesome to see everybody. Um, right, that's Element. Anything else you two want to say other than cheers, Element, for running a good event? No, I think, uh, yeah, it all ran quite smoothly. Uh, I will also shout out Oliver for uh, bailing me out from, uh, as I discovered uh, halfway through my first game, that I was uh, cheating uh, by running uh, an illegal dial in my list. So I, <laughs> so obviously, you know, with, with part of mislaying my uh, X-Wing in Belgium, so obviously I thought, well, I've got a spare torrent dial and sort of getting bits of bobs together that I had. Um, didn't even look at the torrent dial to see is it actually a torrent dial. Just saw the cover and was like, "That's fine." First, I don't know, three moves I did in the game were all like hard twos and you know two forwards, three forwards and stuff, which are you know what a torrent can do. And I, yeah. and I just went to do like a one forward on like turn four and was like, "Why can't I do a one forward? There's only banks. Oh, there's sloops on this dial. What what the hell is this dial?" And it's like I pulled it apart. It was a, it was a Delta Seven dial in the the torrent uh, cover. So uh, Oliver, impressive torrents. Yeah, well, Oliver had a spare dial, um, so she lent me for the day. But that was quite funny. Oh well. I basically, uh, I think uh, Mike had killed one of my arcs by that point. So I was like, right, I am now going to use this arc dial as my torrent dial for the rest of the game and just dial legal maneuvers. Dial things that I know. Yeah. It turns out I can no longer do my one talons because I don't have those on my talons. Wow, so I think there was one manoeuvre I did that I just had to double-check on uh, Launch Bay to make sure the difficulty of it. And I, I thought it I, yeah. thought, I thought it was blue, and it, but it, I think it was, was it three forward, I think it's blue, but not on the art dial. But yeah. 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 Okay. But no, that was an cool. amusing, amusing moment. It was I good. was also in the headspace where I couldn't bother to try and think too much. Yeah. So I just went with my gut for all of it. And it worked. Yeah, do you know what? After we had the conversation last week about like mid-game and all that kind of stuff, I kind of I was thinking about what I'm gonna use and I ended up basically taking all of the good rebel stuff but not Han. So I took um I broke Han out and had Bodica and Wedge in an A Wing instead of uh, that. So I had Fen Bodica, so I had the two, the two fangs, Fen, Fen Bodica, Wedge, Keo, and Battle of Yavin Luke. And basically, uh, I, I just like what we talked about was really useful, but it reminded me that if you just take the good pieces in the faction that you enjoy flying, then you, you can do all right. Um, and it was a lot of fun to play against people and to chat to people and to be in an event where I was like, actually, you know what? I've got a reasonable chance to do well in this room of people. Um, there are some people here who I would look at and think you're a, uh, you would beat me nine times out of 10 if we were playing, but I can beat anybody in this room. So I thought to myself, but I'm not going to pressure. Um, so I just, you know, focused on the stuff that we talked about last week about focusing on objectives, focusing on win conditions, that kind of stuff. The game I lost against Tom Veal was a real sweat box, like, and 
one move different. I dialed the three bank in with Luke that ended up as a bump. Um, and then his range zero shot into me killed me, which made me super salty. But if I'd done the two bank, I would have been able to barrel roll away and not be shot at all and got an unanswered shot into his Luke, which then would have allowed me to kill him, blah, 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 blah. So it was one of those ones where I literally just, if I'd just dialed one move, one uh, bearing slower, then it would have been, you know, a completely different story. So like super, super close games. And all of my games are close. Like I went three and one, but all of them are close. Like Oliver, we've mentioned already, kind of, he did that thing that we've talked about in the past where at a tournament, if you play against a big name, and I'm not a big name, like I'm slightly above average at best player. Um, But Oliver and I play a lot on Tuesday nights down the club. And when he saw he'd been paired into me in round two, he kind of rolled his eyes and went, oh man, oh, come on, come and come and show me up and make me look bad. And I was like, I was saying to him, don't say that because if you say that, it'll happen. I'll be happy if it happens because I'll get a win. But, you know, it's you've got to... You, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to think that you can win the games um, when you set your stuff down rather than assuming that you're going to lose just because, you know, I've beaten him three times, uh, you know, five times out of six or whatever um, on the Tuesday night. Um, you know, you've got to just play your list um, into the list that you see across the table from you. It doesn't matter who the person is um, because ultimately, you know, they're going to just dial some moves in and then roll some dice and... I mean, my, my game four opponent, Jack Johnson, who I've, I've played against before, he's a great, great lad from Steel City, um, X-Wing over in Sheffield. Um, he was flying four Imperial Aces. Uh, no, sorry, four fir- First Order Aces. So we had like Silencer Kylo, Midnight, and then um, a couple of other bits. Um, I think he had Von Reg and something else. Um, but we had a game of Scramble, and basically me having Fen Rao meant that I was racking up objective points. And... Like he tied me in knots on a couple of turns where I wasn't getting like I was doing one range three shot into one of his ships, and I was like, "Oh, this this is the frustrating thing about playing against aces that are moving after you." But I was snagging points, so I won because of objectives. So he wasn't able to kill my ships because a wings were being a wings. But while he was trying to kill my ships to get points, I had either two or three objectives every round, um, and that was kind of came from the conversation that we had this week and came from me thinking about how do I play this list? I've got more ships than you and I've got a higher initiative ship. I've got a six. Um, so anyway, I'm starting to waffle now because I'm tired and I can feel Tim going, yeah, you're waffling. So I think it's time to stop talking about element games, X-Wing. Um, we were going to talk about Outrider. Um, it is quite late. We've been going for a while. Um, I guess we do brief thoughts. Liam, have you given it any thought? Uh, I know that people are moaning about it being different points in different factions for the exact same stuff. Uh, yep. And that's all I know. So Lebo is six points in Rebels and seven points in Scum? Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so I can see why um, people are grumpy. Um, I like. I think the thing about the pack doesn't make sense is um so a few things that have been pointed out to us by um, listeners who will remain nameless um so that they can continue to harvest information for us from places um is that there's a whole bunch of upgrades in the pack that aren't legal for the ship um so it comes with things like gunners um which none of them can take um which just means that they've changed the slots at some point in late play testing um 
we we know that there's only I think five or six playtesters listed on the back of it, though I believe those are the playtesting team leads, not the full play uh, playtest list. So um, it, I'm not sure how much playtesting it's had um, recently by those teams of people um, is another thing. And I think the final thing that I think is a bit of a kick in the nuts again to scum is the fact that there's only two scum cards in it and they're the two standard loadouts. So it's marketed as a scum slash rebel, but if you buy it for scum, then you have literally two cards in the pack that you can use. Um, the dash render standard loadout and the Lebo standard loadout. So, um, and you can't use them both at the same time because they've both got the unique Outrider title and Dash has the unique Lebo crew. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, it's a bit of a weird pack and I'm not sure I'm going to buy it, I'll be honest with you. Um, but, you know, I guess we'll see how Dash and Lebo fare in the meta before I decide whether I want to spend 30 quid or whatever it is on some cards. But, I was going to pick it up because I got a £30 voucher for winning and then yeah. uh, it all sold out. Ah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, have have you got any thoughts on it? I know you don't really play Scum or Rebels at the minute. Um, no, I've not really looked at it to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, I've obviously I've flown a lot of Dash in the past, but it's not something that's grabbed me. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we've been through the the releases and like the cards and stuff. There's nothing unexpected weird or odd in it you know dash is a seven point with 20 loadout um he's got the the slots that you know he's got he doesn't have gunner which is kind of the big one um i've seen a lot of people building lists with him where they put kind of kane and jarris on him to give him a force point um and then they put as we discussed earlier a blade of plating for four points in his mod slot that gives him the ability to ignore obstacles um as well the damage from obstacles i should say um because the uh the eye rider there's something about dash Oh yeah, during the engagement phase, you ignore the effects of obstacles that you were overlapping. So use the ablative plating to ignore them when you land on them, and then you can still shoot while you're sitting on rocks with trick shot. Um, so you've got force and locks and stuff to, to deal with it. But I mean, I used to fly a lot of dash as well. And the fact that he hasn't got engine upgrade, so he can't, he hasn't got boost, so he can't boost. Um, he can barrel roll, but it's red. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I kind of am not, I'm not overly hopeful for it, to be honest with you. And for Dash, I can see Lebel at six might slot in nicely to a couple of spots, but <clears throat> yeah, bit bit of an odd one. Yeah, and a bit of a weird release. Um, Bombers came out, though. Um, Bombers have come out with points for the uh, the new packs. Um, so we've got Major Rhymer at four. Um, we, I mean, we've been through all their abilities, but we've got Major Rhymer at four, we've got Captain Jonas at five, and we've got Tomax Brenner at five. Yeah. Yeah, Ty the Bomber new Tomax is five. Yeah, so there's like standard loadouts and Thai Bomber expansions, but there's... Uh, and Deathfire is three um, as well, so... Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different stuff here. They've got really cool pilot abilities as well. So um, I'm expecting to see these things turning up. There's like death fires after you fully execute a speed three to five maneuver. If you've not dropped or launched a device, 
this round you can spend two charges to drop or launch a bomb using the three straight template so you can do a five straight then spend two charges and they're recurring so you can do this every other round um we can spend two charges and then he can yeet a bomb three straight out the front as well so what's that five six seven eight nine ten putting a bomb ten range uh, ten base lengths in front of where you started um by doing it so pretty cheeky and they've thought about that three straight because that means that he won't get caught in his own bomb, which is nice. <laughs> Maybe a bit unfortunate otherwise. Um, yeah. Have you looked at bombers? Or are you currently looking at them on Yasby, just in case I asked you a question? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, to be fair, looks I was speaking about, uh, to Toby about the... Uh... Five point Tomax Bren, and it's nuts. But again, it's five points on six hull, two adge, no shields, and it's something that can be taken down pretty quickly. So you won't be getting a lot of use out of that ability, I don't think. So you mean the uh, three point? You mean the three point Tomax Bren? After you perform a barrel roll, you can do it. You can spend two charges and get a focus. Uh, I'm thinking of the wrong pilot. I want about the the throw the bomb thing. After you drop or launch a device, get oh, you're you're talking about Major Rhymer. No, no, that's the one I was talking about, Jonas. No, oh, I'm Jonas, talking about Deathfire. Yeah. No, I'm talking about Deathfire. Deathfire launches it's, a bomb. Yeah, it's Deathfire. Yeah, my bad. Uh, but yeah, that's the only one I'm looking at. Going, this could be a problem, but it's easily countered, especially with the amount of ice that's in the game at the moment. Yeah, so it's three uh, points. Um, so you know that's scary. Um. Because you just laugh at people piling on of all of the listings to you because they're terrified of you, you know, super trajectory simulatoring proton bombs into you. Um, yeah, I could feel that if it if it carries like if by any chance we do see an abundance of this, it could just get banned because Tragsim is banned. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the. It's a thing that kind of I, I don't get why they've given him that ability. Like it makes him unique, like a, a ship with a trajectory simulator. It's a really good ability with like proton bombs or something, but um and and, and his standard loadout he does come with protons um or eleven points if he's using his ordinary one, but his ordinary loadout isn't doesn't have that ability, so he's kind of locked in. What does Swift approach See, do during the system phase? After you drop or launch a device, you can perform a barrel roller burst. Okay, so he's, he's not doing them both at the same time. Um, See, I thought, yeah, I mean, you know, you could almost have a Pokemon thing going on here, but you can't launch the Conanets, which is a real shame. No, no, you can only launch his bombs, sad face. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if people use it. Like, Trajectory, trajectory Simulator is an amazingly powerful tool against TIE Swarms, but we're not seeing TIE Swarms at the moment. At best, we see a couple of TIEs in support, the, the Battle of Yavin TIE support Invader. Um, so, I mean, providing you pick the bombs, Seismics are a good choice for this. But you can't uh, pick the bombs. Oh, it's a standard loadout, isn't it? Yeah. So he's got it's Proton sucks. Bombs and Connor Nets. It sucks. It sucks. Well, it sucks. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really. The Proton Bombs are good. So you can do a 5k and then launch three. So it's almost like putting the uh, the bomb like one forward. 
Yeah, that's this... good. I do like that. I, <laughs> I just think it'd be quite funny, but I mean, like, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we'll see a little bit of it probably, but um, I mean, you can only do it every other turn as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll see any play mainly because people will take three bombers, and those three bombers will be Tomax, Jonas, and Rhymer with saturation salvo and barrage rockets. Yeah, because they're better. Um, I mean, they're just better, right? That's that's the thing. They're just they're just better at the minute. As long as they're in the game for three, three, four, then you will see them a lot. Um, yeah. Cool. I mean, well, right. uh, yeah, the the only advantage I could see with him is his low initiative, because then you can actually go and snipe a little with the proton bomb, but not not massively. But yeah, it'd be be interesting. Perhaps see him on the tabletop. You can you can snipe as long as it's straight in front of you. No, no. <laughs> it's for uh, excuse a three to five, so you can do a hard three. Oh yeah, or a bank or whatever. Yeah, yeah hard hard three, then launch at three. Yeah. So yeah, no. As I say, I I think it's more of a novelty than a real sort of game changing piece. It'll be good for lane control. That I think that's the thing, and the fact that he's got an almost negligible two die single modded attack basically means that he's there to do interesting stuff with bombs, and then drop a corner net and disengage, and then come back in having reloaded his proton bombs and dropping stuff. Um, I just worry about the rest of the Imperial faction just dying to Deathfire's proton bombs because you have to have your ships in the middle of the board now because of objectives. Um, so it kind of means that bombing is something you want to do as you turn out to re-engage. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure somebody better than me at the game will figure out a way to make it work. Um, so, cool. Um, the other thing I've just remembered about is Nickel City has started this week. So we've all got our games hopefully scheduled. I think I'm playing to, uh, Wednesday night um, against uh, somebody from America somewhere. He's called, uh, he has a happy, jolly internet pirate nickname, Teddy Brosevelt. So I'm playing against him. Uh, I don't know what his real name is, but yeah. I'm going to call him Teddy I've... Brosevelt. I've got Tyler. Sn- good old snaggle tooth I have, so Joel Springle. Uh yep. probably playing on Saturday. Oh cool. Have you got your parent yet, Liam? Yeah. Uh I'm against someone called Mad MC three two six. Um I don't I don't know what he's running at all. I just got a random message on Discord going, Hey, we're paired and I was like, What tournament's this for? <laughs> It was like the really important NCX one, you know, the big one. And you're like, oh, okay, cool, sweet, sweet. <laughs> Let's go. I'm not going to lie. I've been putting a team and everything. I got excited, but then I heard nothing and forgot. Yeah, I had, um, I had a, what you call it, a, uh, like, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what do in terms of first order. Um, but yeah, it's uh, like, I think I'm being streamed, which is going to be hilarious. Um, I think I'm being streamed on 312 Squadron, so I'll I'll try and remember to tell you when I'm when I'm going on. But um, you can get me. Yeah, I could get do it a giggle. Glorious Technicolor failing to fly Kylo properly, probably. Um, so, all right, cool. I think we're going to wrap it up there. Um, before I start waffling any more than I already have. Um, I just want to do the quick shout outs again to kind of Rupert, Dave, Chris, uh, and the 
team at Element for a great day at the weekend, and it was lovely to see anybody. Um, a shout out as well to to you two. It was great to see you, um, even though Ben toughened out on us and you know had no minerals and all that kind of stuff. Um, it was lovely to see both of you, um, and you made my day a little bit happier by able to sit and chat and crack on. So it was it was great fun. Um, and then thanks to all my opponents um, across the day. So um, Martin. Oh, brain's gone for round two. Oliver, of course, Martin Oliver, uh, and then Tom Veal and uh, Jack, who have already mentioned everybody. So, um, yeah. Um, Liam, have you any shout outs? Borden Brum? Uh... Yeah, shout out Borden Brum, uh, Elliot Clayton, Scott Reed, Sean Milligan, and Tom Reed. Uh, and of course, Chris for running a great event. Uh, I'm going to apologize to Tim because I had a rules query and just walked straight over to him. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not the TO. I was like, no, you're not. This is weird. And I was like, yeah, I'll go find the actual TO. Who then has to refer to us anyway. It's like a busman's holiday, yeah. isn't it? Go to a tournament. I'm not the TO, but I'll still... It's fine. Like, you know, certainly, like, Chris can... Chris is um, an experienced TO in many game systems, um, but less current with X-Wing. And I, I think I mentioned to Rich at the start of the day that it was like we just mentioned to Chris if he if he has any rules queries, you know, he can ask us. We can we can obviously rule on you know any game that we're not involved in if he needs needs some some advice. But um, yeah, no, it's I, th- I think it all went really smoothly to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I I think I pointed out at one point there was um like twelve tables. And if you looked around on the 12 tables, there were kind of six of the tables had somebody on them who has judged some form of premier level event before. Um, So it didn't really matter whether Chris knew the rules or not, because if he came up with something that was a bit weird, it'd be like, Toby, you've just done WTC. Did you rule on this? (laughs) And he was like, yep. So there's a few little rules interactions with having some less experienced 2.5 players kind of going, how does this work? What's that interaction? Blah, blah, blah. We were kind of confirming, yes, that does work, even though it seems like nonsense. Like the whirlwind zero is a number of jam tokens that you can remove kind yeah. of query that inevitably comes up every single time somebody plays whirlwind. So, yeah. Yeah, when cool. people asked me what whirlwind did, I was like, I can remove any amount of jam tokens, zero counts, and then gain X amount of focus tokens. And honestly, that ability is absolutely nuts. I don't no, think I've got crazy. anything less than three hits with Whirlwind just on Saturday. Yeah, it's crazy. It's cr- like crazy, crazy good. Um, Tim, have you any shout-outs you want to do? No, I mean, yeah, my, my opponents as well. But I suppose special shout-out to Tom Veal for uh, um, ruining his day. But I'm sorry. Uh, uh- Liam, did you not want to do a special shout out to Tim for handing you the? I realised I didn't, but yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's team. fine. I, I'll, I'll remember it. It's fine. No, it's all right. I walked over and said I love you for doing it, so it's fine. I did it in person. I genuinely, I, I think I, I did because I was contemplating conceding at the start of the game for Tom's benefit, um, because I probably would not have been playing off for it. Um, so I misunderstood. I thought there was going to be a playoff game um, if the two people wanted the world's invite. Uh, but what it was was, you know, if there's if there was only one unbeaten, then that would be it. Um, so what I should have done. But then equally, that would be a bit 
rubbish and look a bit dodgy. So More it would have sp- looked dodgy. It what? would have looked dodgy. I'd have been looking at you askance if you'd conceded to a non-Sith taker to mean that a Sith taker didn't win the invite. Tim. Well, I mean, I, I obviously <laughs> had utter faith that Liam uh, would have uh, or Tom would have won their their final match against Tom Veal anyway. But moral of the story is that uh, well, we just got to play better, Tom Veal. Sorry. Yeah, bless him. He came over to me. He was like, "Liam, are you uh, are you actually going to go to Worlds?" And I was like, "I wanted to say no because I've always said I probably won't do it again." But now that I've got the invite, yeah, yeah, I am. Problem is, though, also, it's, it's the kind of thing you don't want to pass on if you're not a hundred percent certain. Well, I think I wouldn't want to pass it on either because I know Tom Reed wanted to go. So for me to go, I'm going to beat Tom. And then go, oh, but no, Tom Beale can have it passed down. Felt unfair on Tom as well. Uh, and I felt that if that was the scenario, Tom probably should have just won. Yeah. Um, but no. Uh, I did say to Rich at the beginning of the day, I'm here to stop people getting a world's invite. Just <laughs> by playing it and just ruining their dream. And then it turns out I did the best thing I could and just took the invite home myself. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's one of those, uh, it's a bit of a weird one, like, because it, it is an individual game and you are playing it as part of a team and stuff. And I'm really, really happy that it's a take one. But simultaneously, I know Tom well via the internet and, you know, we chat about stuff and we're in a bunch of different servers and things. And, you know, we're we're always gassing on through the course of the day. Um, And, you know, he, if he'd won it, I'd have been really happy because he wants to go. But he has said to me, you know, I want to win a ticket and go, I don't want to go and, and risk the last chance qualifier. Um. Similarly, Tom Reed is in the same. He wants an invite so that he can go, but he doesn't want to play in the last chance qualifier. Like he wants to just go and play X Wing in Worlds, um, like one more time, sort of thing. But he wants to go with an invite. So he's been to like half a dozen store champs and he's, you know, gone three and one at all of them. He's been, you know, at the sharp end and then not managed to win it. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it was a, a room where there was, I think, half a dozen people there who probably would have been like, super happy to win an invite and would probably have gone or are already booked to go to world so if they'd won an invite they would have been like this is great because this means that i don't have to play five rounds of x-wing on thursday and you know have to win a spot on the main event sort of thing um means i get to go and eat pizza pie and pancakes and get a bit drunk but um yeah as it is i think i'm gonna have to play x-wing rather than pretending that i'm an american for the day but um yeah. Anyway, I'm happy you won. Um, I'm sad that other people didn't win, but I'm primarily happy that you won because now I get to bully you until you come to Worlds in uh, in March. So I'm yeah. gonna have to find ways to raise money for it. Well, uh, it worked out. It worked out last year. It worked out last year, Liam. So we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm gonna have to sell pictures of my feet. It works for everybody else. Exactly. I've never seen your feet, though. I bet they're quite feminine. <laughs> no, they're just—they're like big breeze blocks. But I'll just advertise myself as a giantess Amazon woman and put an Instagram <laughs> filter on them. So I was just about to say there is absolutely a market for anything on the internet. So I can't remember what rule it is, but there is a rule of the internet that if you can think of it, there's porn of it. So Liam's feet. Let's go. It's rule is it rule thirty-four? Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only reason I don't want to do it is because I've got to paint my nails if I'm doing that, and that means I've got to take the nail, uh, 
I've got to remove the paint as well, and this is already feeling like a lot of effort. You don't have to remove the feet. Uh, the, the feet. You don't have to remove <laughs> the nails. Whoa, um, dark turn. Uh, you don't have to remove the nails. Uh, the nail polish, though, unless you're going to walk around in open-toed sandals when you're at work in your office job. No, but I've got to take multiple pictures with different colour nails on, Sean. I just stick it on the top. It's fine. Only, only, only real experts would notice. Um, oh. And anyway, on this note, on this note, <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 move along. Um, it's been lovely to talk again, um, and I know we've we've gone on for a little bit of time, but um, thanks for bearing with us. Uh, I'm going to just say a quick goodbye from Tim. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye from Liam. Toodles. Liam the champion. <sighs> Pains everyone to say. So I'll I'll edit it out so no one says. <laughs> Uh, and it's goodbye for me. Cheerio. Every time we kiss, I swear I can fly. Can't you feel my heart beat fast? I want this to last. Need you by my side.